I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,975. And today we're talking about why we don't have any trouble at all finding land deals. And a little later in the episode, we will talk about, well, I'm wondering if, are you part of the rat race? The entrepreneurial rat race. We all know what the... The regular the rat W2 race. rat races. Totally. I've learned recently. Or the education rat race, like people who are just like nonstop college students. I understand. I mean, I don't understand it, I've but learned, I know that. I've learned recently and been researching. You'll learn the result of all this. Uh, the fact that this rat race thing is real, and it's also primarily in our heads. And so if you were on the rat race, here's a, a spoiler alert. If you are running the rat race in a W-2 environment and you become a startup expert or you attempt a startup or an entrepreneur, you need to check and see if you're making that a rat race for yourself too. I'm super curious. So is there going to be an entrepreneurial twist to this that you've done some research on? Yes, I have so much to say. Well, that's normal. (laughs) That does not surprise me at all. (laughs) Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member Discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly uh, member webinars, and we take a deep dive into two land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Cool. And by the way, if you would like some help you know, getting started or you have a question that you want to see here, send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com. So uh, Dave wrote, does anyone in the group have experience with raising and using private funds to purchase a large property? I'm looking at raising funds from a few acquaintances to purchase a good sized property over 100 acres in a desirable mountain location that can be subdivided into 20, 10 to 20 acre parcels. The preliminary numbers are pretty good, but I'm really just wondering about the logistics of how to structure the deal. As far as setting up the fund entity, what kind of compensation I should build into the deal as a fund manager and anything else I should be aware of. I'm not soliciting for funds here. By the way, I already know who will be investing. I'm just asking for advice since I haven't done anything like this yet. Thanks for thanks in advance. This question goes mm-hmm. to the very root of my soul. On around July, June or July of 2014, Jill and I were in uh, a Los Angeles suburb on the beach, wondering what we're going to do with the rest of our lives because we we're buying and selling land, and everything was going great and is going great, and and that has been uh, unchanged in an uninterrupted. Manner. So we're on vacation and I look at her and I say, you know, what would you like to change in your life? What would make you happier next week versus this week? Where is this all going? And she said, geez, I'll tell you, uh, we, she said, I'm obviously paraphrasing. We have more deals than we know what to deal with, do with. Uh, our kids are doing great. We have time on our hands. You know, there's food on the table. It'd be great if we had limitless capital. I'm paraphrasing, she didn't use that term. I think she said, I'd like to spend as much money on buying land as I possibly can. Heck yes. Fast forward to now what the end of 2023 and we have limitless capital that taps right into this question. This question is why we started Land Academy so that we could have personally use private equity in a limit in a uh, very effortless way so if you've ever used private equity to redo a house like geez uh simplest version of private equity i can think of is is hard money you go to a hard money lender you got a great house you're going to flip it you're buying it for three hundred thousand. you know it's worth 500 you got to put a hundred thousand in you go to a private equity lender they charge you 10 percent up front uh they want you to put 20 30 40 percent of the deal up sometimes and on and on and on and geez you know you know by the end of it, you're banging your head against the wall and the contract's a quarter inch thick. That's not private lending. Private lending is, Jill comes to me and says, you have an extra $150,000 because I'm going to buy a piece of land. It's uh, probably convert it to two or $300,000. 
in let's say 60 days if some stuff goes wrong, what do you say? And I shake her hand and we do a deal. Mm -hmm. That's private lending to me. Mm -hmm. So we set about in 2015, building Land Academy. We didn't send, set, out, uh, set up to, to be an educator. We created investor, like-kind investors to do deals with. That's what Land Academy is. And then we showed them our way of doing deals. What we realized is that, yeah. that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. What we realized is that, why don't we show them how we do it and send their own mailers out so they can come up with amazing deals like we do. Mm -hmm. And we can start funding other people's deals. They fund our deals. We all have a sense of like, that's what the six A's are. We, mm -hmm. we analyze transactions in a similar way. Uh, and so, and we leave out the kinds of deals that we don't want to do. Right. I, Jill and I are not interested in developing anything. It's in our, we are land people to our core. Mm -hmm. And so people used to bring us all kinds of stuff as a funder. And, and we used to get, I used to get incredibly distracted at, I don't know, some marina that was for sale. Silly. You can waste all kinds of time on that. The fact is we buy a piece of land, we do nothing to it. We don't go there and we resell it for more. That's our business model. So the question here is, has anybody had experience utilizing private funds? So I feel very qualified to talk about this. It's because it's, it's, it's in our souls. That's, this is what we do. In, in the Land Academy environment, we do deals with each other all the time. What we don't do, and I'm not picking on here, uh, you, Dave, here, but I'm, I just, I'm trying to set the stage for how much money we make, how many deals we do, and how it goes on within our group. Buying properties that are over 100 acres that in a mountain location, and nowhere in here does the does uh, Dave talk about the acquisition price and the potential sold price in the time frame. True. So this is an, and those are the things that I don't even want to have a conversation about it unless those things are right up front. I'm going to buy this for five hundred thousand dollars. It's, we're going to own it for a year and I can, after it's converted, I'm going to sell it for $750,000. I'm out. <laughs> Based on and those numbers, you're out. That's, that's it. But if he said, buying it for 500, I'm going to sell it for 1.2 in um, 60 90 days. days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, now you have my attention. Maybe, maybe not. That's kind of a high, on need? the higher end for us. So, but I'm still listening. Mm -hmm. And so it can be that and should be that simple if you're brand new to this you're like you're probably saying what the hell why would you turn that down why would you turn it down yeah are why you are you being an a-hole about it and Gosh. on and on and on because that's the way deals get done because i that, can and that's the type of people that are involved in these groups and, and we all are, do well and we do those deals that's my thing too every deal oh but if it's that big it should take that long no i no, shouldn't no no doesn't have no 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 find another one if it's grossly exactly jill if it's grossly undervalued i'm still listening so can we do answer the question though go ahead okay so to answer the question though like i by design <laughs> do not involve people that don't understand my world sounds like you're putting together five of your family members in this deal because you got the money and you're trying to figure out how to structure it and make it fair i would like to first caution you <laughs> we have many people in land academy that have given lovely stories of how awful this worked out like i can't believe it these people don't understand it it's taken too long they're looking over my shoulder they don't get it yeah they don't so for my first thing is careful who you're who you're taking money from because uh the majority of the planet i will not take money from i really don't and honestly i don't i don't need anybody else's money but the times i have used other people's money it's because i knew them very very well they were in our world and it's like hey let's go in together on this done that'd be kind of fun and then and then we split the profit and it's all real you know what you're working on i know what i'm working on we have a good plan both of our names are on the deed and all that stuff so that's what this is what you're asking is what you need to ice out you know, if it were me, I would want to be on the deed, uh, you know, the same as everybody else. Say there's five of us. There's nothing wrong with five of us going on the deed. If there's five of us, we're all putting in $100,000 equally. I mean, this is the way I would love to see this done. Let's just assume it's half a million dollars. Everybody's name's on the deed and you decide ahead of time too, Who's going to be the manager? It sounds like it's you. Maybe one other person too that you run things by, not make all the decisions, 
or have a clear outcome like I'm going to be the manager of the deal. I will do all this, all this, all this, all whatever roles you're going to do. And I will not sell it for less than fill in the blank kind of thing. And, and then it, the nice thing is the other four parties involved don't have to talk to you. They know that you're not, they're not going to hear from you until it's done. And they're making at least fill in the blank that you agreed upon, you know, and spell it all out. Everybody's going to be paid out of escrow. All that stuff should be clear and concise and easy. And it's not that hard. You could do a two page, you know, partnership agreement where everybody signs it. And that's really all you need. This is just, uh, structurally a recipe for disaster yeah i'm worried about it <laughs> and actually the way jill simplified it which she's very good at makes me feel worse not better. Oh. <laughs> here's what you want to do you want to find somebody that you really understand um, the way that you would pick a girlfriend we understand each other the same stuff doesn't seem to bug her that bugs me we complement each other we're much better people when uh, we're together great you got the personality thing down. The person's got a bunch of money and no interest in sending a mailer out. So they have lots of money and you have tremendous amounts of talent in locating transactions. A perfect complement to each other or vice versa. You have tons of money and you've got a person that's standing there in front of you saying, we've got these 13 deals and let's together pick one or two. I like these two, maybe these three, I'm not sure. And here's why. And what do you say we do these deals together? And that's it. That is private equity, private funding. What you'd never, ever want to do, and I'll end it on this, so we'll get to the topic, is raise capital, raise $10 million, put it in a bank account from somebody, because you could go do this, you're a half hour away. Everybody listening to this is a half hour away from being in this position. Yeah. I know how to buy and sell properties. Look over here, look at these deals I did. I did 10 of these deals. My return on investments, triple digits. I'm gonna go raise some money. I'm gonna raise 10 million bucks and uh, I'm gonna provide a 10% return on that 10 million. 10% returns, nothing. I just generated 120% return on this last deal. Well, here's what you're, you're gonna find yourself doing. You're gonna be in a position where you're gonna pay 10% on that, 10 million, whether it's placed or not. So you are naturally going to start to make bad acquisition decisions to place that equity to get that return. And believe me, it'll end in tragedy. There's very, very, very few people that can make good decisions with a tons and tons of money in their pocket. I'm quoting uh, uh, Warren Buffett on that. Worst decisions I've ever made is when I had a bunch of money in my pocket, and I absolutely agree with that. It first becomes a relationship. Jill and I, by the way, are related. And we do business with each other pretty effectively because I stay out of her way. She stays out of mine and I respect her decisions and she about half the time respects mine. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your partner really carefully and deal by deal by deal. Do deals together. Don't get a big pot of equity and start going you to know spend it. funny? Well, at least he's got a deal. He's got a deal iced out, but I just, too, it's a few acquaintances. I got to tell you, Dave, this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It really is. So let me know. Hey, you know what, Dave? Please keep us posted uh, <laughs> as you go through this whole process because I got a pretty good idea how it's going to end. You're going to be mad at them and they're going to be mad at you. Um, well, let's so say it all really works careful. out. I've seen this happen, too. Let's say it all works out <clears throat> and everybody gets a check whoever's involved okay how long is it half take? of them are going to be really jealous they're going to be well dave's an expert at finding these deals you i'm going to go try to do this times 10 no well that right. and then the other half are going to say when's the next deal dave yep yeah come on well i you just made me one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. when's right are you good at this or not because i i have to place my the next money That's you fair. suck dave this all ends Thank you for letting us pick on you, by yeah, the way. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure you're going to... Yeah, I know who you are, and you're he's an active member here and successful. Yeah. I don't mean to imply, imply in any way that you're new at this. It's just you're, people are unpleasable unless you're in a situation uh, where you're in it, both of it, like yeah. Jill and I. And That's really been my experience. I hope, I, hope that Dave, I hope that people right now are in Discord replying to that like, like, 
Let me tell you about the last deal it's, I did yeah, there's 20, with an acquaintance. There's 20 responses. And we don't, we don't speak. Um, I'm out of the will, you know, whatever yep. it is, because that more often has been the stories that I've heard. If you buy a piece of property, double your money, and somebody else's money is involved, they're going to be liquid jealous mm -hmm. that you did it, or they're going to expect you to immediately do it again. True. They're not going to give you a kiss or on the cheek. Or it's going to take too long. That's yeah, my other yeah, thing. Yeah, it's going right. to take Or you didn't do it right. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they need to be there, too. I want to be around for that. You're going to a zoning meeting? Well, I want to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just another it's kind of funny. real world real estate investing Wednesday. That's what we <laughs> should is. call this. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, by the way, everybody's getting wealthy as hell. Totally. They're just unhappy wealthy. I don't know, Dave. Those two things shouldn't go together. You know what the bottom line is, Dave? Wealthy Why? happy. You know what? The, here's the bigger picture. Do you feel a, a, a financial obligation to these acquaintances? I love this, Joe. Why are you helping out acquaintances? Yep. You could get, you could make one phone call. Exactly. In Land Academy and have one partner who really understands you and says, I don't want to be involved anyway. By the way, that's like how I'm not promoting us, but I'm just saying there's a lot of us in there. Like, I'll stay the heck out of the way. I don't want to be around for it. You do all the work. Call me Dave when it sells. The only equity that's partner, it. we've had tons of equity partners. The only equity partner that I've ever chosen to continue doing business with is Jill. Thank you. And it's because we have separate talents and stuff goes sideways. And she says, yeah, I get it. That went sideways. Yeah, and I say, yeah, it. I get it. And it went sideways. And so let's, let's, uh, whatever happens here, let's continue to, let's just keep moving forward. We'll do yeah. another deal and figure it out then. No big deal. Resentment gets goes on with, this, with partners. I'm going to really follow Dave on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds all great right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just trying to save you, Dave. <laughs> you know what? I don't mean to be negative because private equities yeah. partnerships are the greatest thing. They, again, I come back to this whole full circle. it has circle. to be the right people. It has to be the That's person it. who you understand and understands you. Who is in your world. That's the only way it's going to work. Today's first topic is why we don't have to, why, why we don't have any trouble finding land deals. Geez, this taps right into that question. Mm -hmm, totally. Why don't we, Joe? Oh my gosh. You know, I know um, I, this topic is, is I, this is never going to go away. Ever, 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 ever. That people are like, what do you mean you create deals? We create deals that aren't there. Oh, like on the MLS? No, no, no. That's already there. Somebody else created that deal, not me. People just don't get it, you know? And it comes up so often. I was talking to Christopher on our team about some of the some of the people that have he's spoken to recently and a few investors I spoke to just last week. And they're like, huh. They still can't wrap their head around this. And so I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I want to hit it home, everyone. We are creating deals and have no trouble doing it in any market of any size of, gosh darn near, any dollar amount and, and any type. Why? You told me tomorrow. Why? Because we know how to sleep. We know. So it's a well, secret. let me back up. It is, what is the secret? No, what's the secret? Oh, well, hold on a moment. Let me back up. He was like, what are you talking about? Do you mean, Jill, I could come to you and say, I need a 10-unit apartment building in uh, this county in uh, one of these two zip codes uh, kind of thing, and I want it, you know, this is what I need. I'd be like, okay, give me a couple weeks. I'd say, give me 45 days. Yeah. I'll have three for you to choose from. Yep. Don't expect the price to be perfect. And, and they aren't expect, on the MLS. Expect one of the attributes about whatever apartment building that you're, whatever order I'm trying to fill for you, to fail. So if there are three or four, and this goes with land deals too, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. I have a 100% confidence in myself mm -hmm. in sourcing a transaction oh, just like that. Well, you know what though? The money will make up for it. So hold on a moment. You say, Jill, I need a 10-unit apartment building in LA County um, and these two zip codes. Done. Did you, you know, what, what else you want? What else? That's but, it. I'm and like, what are the okay. variables? Like, and so that would be my, my question. Well, it has to be. This um, isn't about us. At 80% at or less of current market value. Well, I could really do that, by the way. 80%? So, 80% or less. That'd be tough, Joe. 
Give me a moment. Come on. Might be empty then. Yeah, that's okay too. I'm gonna find you something. So let me back up. This is let's just let's not let's not focus on the on that part yet, but just focus on the what I'm trying to get across. I'll stop interrupting you. Thank you. There you go. Let's not focus on my words. Let's not focus on letting me get out some words. Just kidding. <laughs> but um, the the whole point is we know how to source these deals. And let me back up and tell you why. I'm sitting next to a data acquisition machine. He, nobody is better than this man at digging into these counties, uh, understanding what's going on in there, uh, really looking at the values, picking on the nuance, up at the nuances, and putting together artwork mailers that'll go out and say so you you want LA County by the way. Let's be honest here. You want you want three apartment buildings, one to three apartment buildings, ten units. So we're gonna send out I don't know forty thousand units of mail. That's a good number. Okay, so That's a great number. Thank you. That's what we're gonna send out to try to find you those three. Not nuts. At all, by the way, that costs us twenty grand. How many phone calls are you gonna have to take on this? Oh, I'm gonna take 000? a lot of phone calls. How many, really? What do you think? Mm, a couple hundred. That's what I think. Two hundred yeah. is the number in my. A couple head. hundred phone calls. So, and I'll get them, man. And I'll and and so this is a, it's a two part. Why we don't have any trouble finding these deals? This guy's this guy's a machine. I don't care what you need. Um, we'll find it. And then you got me that when they answer the phone, if there's a deal there, I'm gonna get it. I will find it. I will get to the bottom of it. If they want to sell, and maybe they don't love our price, but there's some really good price yep. and some compelling reason why adding a little bit makes sense, but in, but it, it makes sense to us on the end. Like, okay, now I get you. You're close to the Galleria. All right, I'm in. That is worth a little more value, but we're still going to make our same spread on it. Uh, I can do that, and I will, I will uncover those deals, and I will get them in escrow period and i will make them want they will make them hug us so why do you have so much confidence years of experience and i have you it's what if you don't what if you, you're you good know, question what if you've only done five or ten deals i know you know what this is a very good question because because i'm allowed to talk now i will help people i will show you i will coach you if you i tell people this all the time in a perfect world, you come to Land Academy and you're already a successful investor. I'm just going to say it right there. This is really who we are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make your business better. You're like, you know what, Jill? I've been trolling the MLS, trying to find these stupid things. Every morning I get up at 5 a.m., you know who you are. And I get on the MLS going, am I going to be the first one to call? You know what? Somebody got there. You're already paying a commission. You're doing this. You're running around chasing deals. You know what? That's the wrong way. You could be, I, we can show you how to do this better. So back up to who the perfect landing campers is. That's your, been your mornings. And you come to us like, thank goodness. I work for, you know, ABC home buyers or, you know, whatever REIT kind of thing. And I'm struggling to find deals. I got to place all this money. I don't know what I'm doing. And then that's who we are. I'll help you. And that's who I want to help. And, and yeah, we're here for that, you. That's what I was going to say. Like, here's the thing. We're not going to show you how to do this. What we're going to do right. is mechanically explain to you the steps to take right. to be successful. Right. There's about a 10-step process that starts with right. finding an area that looks like it might be conducive to making the type of profit margin that you want. I want to buy a Correct. piece of property for 30 grand. I want to sell it for 60. This is what you do. You do this, this, and this. You look around on Zillow and Trulia, and I'm not going to go through our Zillow and Redfin, our Realtor. I'm not going to go through the steps. <clears throat> if you want to learn all about this, it's all That's what within our content on Land Academy. Step one is that. Then you get the mail out and you have, uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. But then there comes a time where the people who receive these offers in the mail are going to pick up the phone. And it's that moment. And it's not even a minute. It's a moment where they're going to decide if they're a, a real seller or not. And that is where Jill comes in. And That's why they picked up the phone, I'm going to argue. And she's going mm -hmm. to 
you know, first of all, I got a rationally priced offer and it looks professional and all that. That's my job. But that moment where they talk to Jill or whomever, whatever land academy, whoever they are, her years and years and years of corporate sales uh, experience come out. And they either have a, a great conversation and a little euphoric moment at the end of that conversation or they don't. It comes back to a couple of things. <clears throat> and this is a real answer to the question why, why we don't have any trouble finding land deals. And really, Anything. you need to ask yourself these questions. If you have a dynamic personality like Jill does on the phone, you're going to be great at this. In fact, you probably already know that. You probably were voted most likely to succeed in high school or some kind of corporate sales situation. If you're older like us, you've been getting rewarded for doing something or selling something or having that personality, some other professional environment. And this would just be a logical extension for that. The people that can't find, have trouble finding these land deals, it's not because they can't price a mailer. Because I can teach you, I can teach you how to do that. I can teach almost anyone who knows Excel or has a, a flair for database or uh, script. I can teach that. What I can't teach, and Jill likes to think she can teach it, but she can't, is having a dynamic personality. You can fake it. I if can you're, help If that. you're an actor, yeah. you can fake having a dynamic personality on the phone, or you can learn how to do that. But. Do you really have one? I don't know. Or partner we don't with have someone. trouble finding great real estate deals because I have the data piece done and Jill's got the personality piece done. And I used to do it, I'll tell you factually, before Jill and I uh, joined forces, before whatever it was, 2008, used to do this all myself and not half as well. I got through it. So. So the, the thing about what you just brought up about knowing who you are and everything, you could find, you could partner with someone too. But my whole point today is I just want to hit it home, everyone. You don't have to be hitting your head against a wall like that. You know, again, if you're a professional investor, you're buying some kind of property type and you're, because there's so many people out there still driving for dollars, still trying to be the first one to call when the sign goes in the ground. You know, I'm like, breaks my heart that you're spending so much time and energy and and money that you don't need to be doing. We, we really... Um, I mean it. It's so easy for me. You know, it, and yeah, it's a lot of mail. Sure, it's a lot of mail that goes out. But you know what? The percentage of calls that come back compared to the mail that goes out is diminished. It really is. It's a really good, we have, yeah. we have it down to a really good system. Think about it. We're talking 40,000 units go out, two, 300 calls come in, big deal. And out of those two, 300 calls, um, I'm going to get, Mm, 40, 30, 40 that, all right, we might be in this, we might have something here. You're, you're liking my number. I'm liking your building. Let's, let's go down that path. And that's how I could say, all right, we're going to buy these three and it's going to fit your criteria. If you've been, if you've been, have been, or are, are, are really successful at whatever you've chosen to do in mm -hmm. life, you're going to, there's chances are you're going to be really good at this. Mm-hmm. If you're here because you want to find out if you have a dynamic personality and see if this is right for you, this isn't the place for you. Right. Or you're here because you're just like, I, I see Grant Cardone driving around in a Rolls Royce and yeah. a jet and he's doing real estate deals. What is it about Grant Cardone? I don't know. I do. Oh, do you? What is it? He's got a dynamic personality. Oh, that's true. He's a formerly trained accountant. Who is that? Grant Cardone. Is he right? Has twice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's big, big three accounting. I did not know that. He does have a dynamic personality. A, that's true. <laughs> a dynamic personality 10 times what Jill and I have. Well, thanks. He does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. All right. So we are in Effingham County, Georgia. 22,000 purchase price. It says we can sell it for 100. Knowing Herbert, I believe that to be true. <laughs> Acreage six, uh, highway access, yes. Okay, adjacent residential homes to the rear, commercial property to the front, a gas station and a taller gel. Um, huge potential for commercial rezoning. Wetlands and FEMA, highway and residential straight access. 
gas station convenience store in Dollar General across highway, uh, raised a live. Sellers sold the commercial lot uh, nearby to Dollar General in 2020 for 1.3. Punning zoning mentioned that our parcel has significant wetlands, which is not developable, and the parcel is entirely within the flood zone A. So is the gas station across the street. The realtor says all three do not think rezoning to commercial will be a problem because the county is friendly to this. One mentioned that the county is pushing through a lot of commercial rezoning because of development coming from Savannah and the seller sold the commercial lot. Uh, we got that one, Savannah and the port. He thinks it'd be worth rezoning. Lots of commercial buyers are paying 20 to 60 bucks an acre, 60,000, excuse me, an acre within 15 miles to the port or about 20 miles away, but he thinks they can still get a good price of around $100,000. Residential selling 10 to 12,000 an acre. One suggests Pricing right under thousand dollars quick sale, max one twenty five. He mentioned the Hyundai plant that's being built nearby, and the area is expecting a few thousand new jobs in twenty twenty five. I love all of this recon. This makes yeah. me so happy. Great job. It's great. I'm totally on board. So the point is, rezone to commercial. Yikes! Yikes! Number one. Because then they have the means to deal with what's needed for the wetland changes. Is that the plan? I guess. The wet thing really concerns me a lot. We're buying this for 25. 22. Uh, but the same person sold a property across the street for 1.3. So they know, there's 1.4. So that that really, really concerns me. Like, why is this so so much dramatic? He, the same seller, this seller clearly see, sees no value in this land. True. And saw $1.4 million worth of value in the property that they own across the street. Or they cashed in across the street and now they don't care and they like Herbert. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. <laughs> There's a lot of questions here. Really, the question it comes down to for me, if I were looking at this, do I want to spend 25000 bucks by the time it's done to roll the dice to see if I can make 100 Because it's not really That's rolling. all it is. You're not really rolling the dice, but it's not that bad. But you're taking a pretty substantial risk that. That's the only question. It's the wet thing. That it's really the wet me. thing. And then the other thing too is there's a lot of dirt here. Tons yeah. and tons of, of street frontage dirt. Yeah. So so this really concerns me. If it was five thousand dollars, I would yeah. say just buy it and forget it oh, and try yeah. it. But there's just nothing here too. See the Dollar General is the only thing here. And there's no houses. I wouldn't buy this. It's out just outside where the port is. It's just outside of the hot zone, is what Herbert's saying. Hey, it turns out Jill and I were real frustrated several years ago about are the commercial printing company that we were using to send out our offers. So we created our own. It's called offers, the number two owners.com. We uh, will get your mailer in the mail. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Okay, so Sid wrote, I've mailed about 30,000 letters so far this year. I have this, this is not Sid. You know what? I made a mistake. Oh, it's not Sid? No, it's somebody else. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right. Sid, and I'm sorry for whoever asked this question. Okay, whoever wrote this question, we will give you credit later. Thank you very much for sharing it. Okay, so this person mailed about 30,000 letters this year. This, this is great because these are real numbers. I purchased 11 properties, including one I did deal funding uh, for someone else. And I have four more under contract to purchase. How great is this? This is like wonderful numbers. Um, so I'm buying something on an average each 2,000 unit mailers. Okay, but it seems like been nothing to buy for several months and then a pile of them. Like I go for a few months and then I have a bunch. I go for months and then I have a bunch. Absolutely normal. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm aiming for doubling my money and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes I get less, sometimes I get triple. That's like perfect. I think there's a lot of luck in this model, at least until you get it figured out. I don't know, I think it's perfect. Oh, sounds like you made a bunch of luck for yourself. Well, I'm like, <laughs> is it so bad if you, let me just think about this one. If I buy for 100,000, I sell for 180,000, did I fail? I'm gonna go with no. If I buy for fifty thousand, I sell for one fifty. Yay, we love that. But it's weird. These numbers. Sometimes I think that you come into our world and you get uh, 
you get a little bit desensitized, if that's the right word, um, to our returns. And you're like, oh, I screwed it all up. What are you talking about? Oh, I paid 50 for it and I only got 100. I was going for 150. I don't, that's all I got. I'm like, stop right there. There were 20 responses, probably, yeah. probably 20 responses to this in Discord. You did and, great. And every single one of them were just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody like and think about the think about Costco. What's their are? What do they make? Like five percent, maybe. Why is it that, as entrepreneurs, as business people, especially in this country, we expect everything to be so consistent? True. We have we look at our first month. We look at February and we look at March and then we look at the first quarter. Okay. That's good. Let's let's line it up against what happened last year in first quarter. Let's line it up against month over month, year over year, and on and on and on. And you expect it to be consistent and better. I, I have to tell you that that's not what most co um, companies do around the world. Toyota has a 200-year plan. The people who started Toyota are or will be long gone before it actually materializes in what it's supposed to be. So I don't... Expect us, you know, every single person in career path, which is the advanced, pretty severe, severely advanced class that Jill and I teach, the ones who are there making millions of dollars a month, they all say some version of, of what this person just said. I don't understand it. I sent all this mail out. I did a bunch of deals. Then it's real dry for a couple of months. And then I had nine deals that came in. That's just the nature of this. This is normal. The only way to solve this, in my opinion, is to send out so much mail that you're in a frenzy all the time choosing which deals you want to do. And people do that. Mm -hmm. So I like the that. experience that this person is having, <laughs> so do I. I like the frenzy. That's my new, that's going to be my new thing, frenzy. The experience <laughs> that this person is having is exactly the experience that you can expect. Sometimes we smash it, sometimes we don't. And then all of a sudden I'm doing a bunch of deals. Maybe I should send out more mail and more mail after that. The bottom line is you, you take your numbers, right? At the end of the year, you add it up, divide by 12. That's how you did, how well you did. I love that. <laughs> Jill, that's so smart because yeah. now it's not January versus February. No. If you have a convenience store, you know, you might expect month over month, 5% increase. I don't know if there's a snowstorm, there might be less. If there's some pandemic, it's going to dramatically affect your year. Those things happen. I really think divide by 12. Yeah. And make sure, you know, because that's actually what I do. And yeah. I just that now that you mentioned it, I, I really look at our year. You that's do. it. I know and, you do. And if in in six months, I'm like uh, multiplying by divide by six, multiply by 12. Mm -hmm. I'm not satisfied with that. I'll slam the mail out. Just mm -hmm. slam it out to make sure that we hit that year end figure. That's exactly how to look at this, Joe. Mm -hmm. That's really how well you did. Today's second topic. Are you part of the entrepreneurial rat race? We all know what the rat race is, I hope. you know, And we all sit around and say, I can't stand to get out of this rat race. My commute sucks. I drive an hour a day. I don't make as much money as I should. I'm constantly wondering where all my money's going. My taxes are too high. On and on and on the rat race. I gotta get out of this. I gotta start a company. I gotta buy and sell some land. I gotta do something. My wife's never happy. I know all these things because I went through all that. My question to you is, do you transfer that mindset into your startup? So now you're an entrepreneur. Now you've got this startup. Do you transfer all this angst? Well, I didn't, my mailer didn't, didn't come out how it should. I, the deals that I'm buying are, don't have any access. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Now you're a part of the entrepreneurial rat race. And so the real problem is inside of you. That's the problem. Because we have packed members that have disassociated themselves with the regular W2 rat race. There's two of them right here and have not repeated that. It's true. You know, you can, when you have control, and there's, here's how you separate yourself, in my opinion. When you have control over your destiny, you don't have a boss anymore. It's a lot like college, it's up to you. It is up to you and you only to get a grade in a class. It's not, uh, well, the teacher's teaching it wrong or this textbook is written all wrong. And we all know people like that. 
my boss sucks so bad. I can't even do my job. That's funny, right? Stepping away from a W-2 position like we both have into this life, I did a 180. I know you did too. Yeah. It was a 180 and I feel like free. Me too. I'm free now. And it wasn't too long in. It, I know for some people, some people it's kind of a scary thing. For me, I was like, <laughs> I, couldn't, me too. I was like, finally, I, I was free. You know, I could run and do what I knew I could do and wanted to do. Never looked back. And it's interesting because I now see that in some of our employees. No matter what age they are, like I had, oh, you know, 17 years of American Airlines, you know, not counting other corporate positions, but even just that one company. So you could see that, all right, breaking some habits after 17 years, that's a, that's a little bit. Not really. And not what we have employees that maybe have one or two years even, and they are having trouble with it. So I'm constantly even telling our staff sometimes, like, hold on a moment, everybody. Let's all keep in mind you don't work at fill in the blank anymore. We can do what we want. There's not like a big corporate checklist that we have to go down. We can pivot. We can change things. We can make decisions. We can, you know, all kinds of good stuff that we can do because this is now our little company. And, you know, within our little company, within our little land company too, with like my, my transaction coordinator and our people doing mail and things like that, like, hey, you got a better way. Let's do it. If you're the kind of person that takes responsibility for everything and you're constantly, if you're in a job, you're constantly saying to yourself, oh, yep, I'm going to do it your way, boss. I'm, and I'm, yep, I just got the memo. I'll change this. Right. And you're frustrated by that. You know, if I if you're saying some version of, if I could have control of this whole department and freedom to do this, this, and this, I would make it 14 times more productive, actually to the point where I probably wouldn't have to work as hard or at all. I would just oversee this whole thing. This is for you. Mm -hmm. You are a born entrepreneur. If you're the kind of person who is going to look for some vehicle, um, some type of entrepreneurial opportunity like buying and selling land or owning a convenience store or anything that's going to escort you out of, out of the, the problematic scenario that you're in, this is not going to work for you. Are you, did you, I can see uh, possible uh, people in, in our group. Is this where this is coming from? That you see them it's caring? It's coming from my dream catcher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Steven's, Steven's dream catcher right here. <laughs> Jill's a Cherokee Indian, so I can I can harass her about some Native American Indian stuff. That's awesome. All right. I thought maybe you were picking up on nuances from people within our group that are carrying over um, some mindsets that they need to let loose. No. Okay. I uh, I I just think. Well, you know what? This will really help. This this will kind of really help make my point. I quit my final W-2 job because, you know, and I'm not the gauge by end of the city. I'm just giving you a circumstantial situation that it's almost no one can fail in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. I had a W-2 job. It was a very, very, very good job in investment banking. And I bought, went to an auction, bought a ton of property. And at the same time, a, a tax deed auction. And then I went to, uh, then I uh, bought a bunch of property from a real estate agent in Northern Arizona. Tons and tons of property, probably two or 300 properties in a tranche. And then I started selling them off on the internet. And so I made, this is all while I'm going to my regular W-2 job, complaining and saying all the stuff that I just described. And so six months later, this is, this is not, this didn't all happen in six months. It happened over years. But the, the final the last straw was is what I'm describing. So I'm selling all this property on the internet uh, at after 6 p.m. every night and on the weekends, and I, I liquidated all almost all of it. And there's six or seven hundred thousand dollars of cash in there. And so, you know, and honestly, I wasn't really looking at it that much. I was just concentrating on the the sales part of it. I I remember sitting down with myself one weekend saying, I mean. It's now or never. I mean, I, I can I replicate land acquisitions like this to sustain it so I don't have to work? So I quit. 
And I did. And I did replicate it. And here we are. This is many, 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 many years ago. So I took the pressure off of myself. I didn't know it at the time. I thought I was doing it all wrong. There was no instruction manual. I don't know. I just had to believe in myself, I guess, which I honestly didn't back then. But I took the financial pressure off of myself entirely. You know, a huge, massive financial cushion. And uh, it allowed me to mentally say, if I fail at this for a while, I still will ultimately succeed because I can screw a lot of stuff up financially and still be okay. This is a scenario in Jill's the same situation. Jill and I went to an auction, geez, a lot of years, many, many, many years ago. We bought properties. We bought probably 10,000 properties that day. I remember that. And so on the way back, uh, in the car, she's like, I think this is about it. This is long. This is after a, probably a full year of you smashing it on the internet, selling mm-hmm. property that I had left over. Mm-hmm. And so it was just the right time. This is not bragging. This is informational to you. So there's no pressure on her. She put herself in a situation where she had all this inventory to sell now, and that's her forte. She knew she was good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's staring at a potential balance sheet, uh, be, a balance sheet between converting a- assets, uh, land, into cash in the millions. Mm-hmm. And so she's so she made a logical decision. This is it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to quit my job. We have a stack of D's this thick, and you're like, you got to quit your job. What we I didn't said, do. Done. I'll sell this stuff. What we didn't do is try out buying and selling land with $13 in our bank account. No. Expecting that that vehicle is going to save us somehow. True. So I'm not... Comp- probably two... Was it a year or two? A year or two in. Set yourself up to succeed yeah. is my point. Mm-hmm. Don't expect that something is going to... Uh, this is not the lottery mm-hmm. or a casino or you're not going to find something new about yourself. It's only going to go the other way. We were already successful at it. Yeah. We were just converting that talent to work for ourselves and each other. It's perfect. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. So uh, two and a half acres, Riverside County, legal access from the parcel to the west. Platted easement. Excellent. Okay. Need some boulders removed to get through the platted easement. Adjacent to custom homes. Mobile is okay. Water main is one parcel away next to the easement. Power pole, same as the water and septic area. Everybody's alive. Quiet. Sits at the end of the road. Half fence already. Very flat and buildable compared to nearby parcels. A few boulders, but nothing in the way uh, aside from... People like boulders. People want to keep boulders. I like the boulders. Could sell for $90,000. On the easement, though. But you can move them and keep them uh, and still be cheaper than any other parcel of similar size. Originally accepted offer of 58, but it got him down to 35. Ooh, wow. Okay. Now we're talking 35,000 bucks for this. And it's flat. I probably would buy this. Like, what's the value of this? Yeah, it's two and a half acres. Guess, please guess, Joe. You know this area, so do I. What do you think the value of this house is? 510. 500,000. 510. Sold for 370. 63. Oh. I would buy this. Hunter, you've been very patient. Yeah. You presented about 19 deals to us over the last two or three months, and we're like, nope, nope, no way, no way, hell no. And we're both like, yeah, you <laughs> This is a great price. This is, we've got the Native American something <laughs> yeah. going on next to it that time. So is, it, is it like a Native American cemetery? So um, will you toggle back to that, please? Easement runs along the top of the southern parcel. Okay, there. So it's going to yeah. run along there. Okay, I see that. And it's already kind of half done. You can see the boulders. And where's stuff. the where's this where's the moto track? Oh, this moto. <laughs> I think that's more of a. <laughs> the kids horsing around track. Can you drop a guy down there? Can we go? Let, see? Me, let me. Yeah. I want to see it. Where is this in Riverside? South. Okay, Paris. way south. I would buy this. I would buy this property. Okay. I would not move boulders. I would uh, tell the story. Oh, yeah. And uh, no, I'm you know. This is not my thing. I know Riverside. Riverside's yeah. always up and coming compared to everything else in LA. Even when I was a kid, it was affordable. You know, people yeah. would yeah. people commute to LA from Riverside. I'm like, how do you do that? I would buy this. And with the kids in the back, and they drop them at the daycare by their office, and then right. they drive home. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yep. A couple lots to the south went for seventy thousand on that street. So. Well, that wasn't a hard decision. Julie, you have something inspirational to share. Yes, I do. (laughs) 
I'm scared. No, it's good. You're gonna actually you're gonna you're gonna love it because I'm gonna. This is usually when I find out what's wrong in my life. No, no, this is the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be me throwing myself under the bus for you. What? Hold on. Jack has sometimes um, in the right way and sometimes (laughs) in the in the less than desirable way brought something to my attention this week oh geez that i can improve upon (laughs) oh my gosh i'm gonna put a plastic bag over my head i i would like to um i would like to let jack know and you know that message received you are correct and i want to Bring it up here because it's important for not only myself, but for everyone. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you need to be present. Oh, that's good advice for anyone. Uh Uh-huh. Me, first of all, geez. It has been uh, pointed out. There's times that, um, hey, we're over here. We're having a meeting. Are you here? Because I'm doing two things um like oh did you i could have used your input on that you missed the question whatever it is because i was i was not focused and so i'm really good at it on the phone you know what's really funny there's times you know how to do it and you know what i'm talking about there are some situations where i do dig in like if i'm on the phone with a seller I block out everything else, and that's the right thing to do. So the Which point is why you're so successful at it. I know, thank you. But I, I let it slip in other parts of my life. So I want to remind everyone, you know, we all, especially as a woman, you know, there's a lot of women, female investors in my group. Yay! Um, so this is kind of for you guys, but in particular because. Women are so good at multitasking. Sometimes we take it too far. I think that's what I was doing. I think I was multitasking. I'm like, I can be in this meeting. I can do an audit and I can solve this problem all at the same time. Not really. You know, I mean, I even though I am and I'm getting things done, there there's times where you need to show up and be present for someone or something. And that is more important. Even though you could do both. You're delivering the wrong message. Yeah, that's for sure. That's, I think, what I was doing more than anything. Even if I was really part of the meeting and I was really there, I'm like, oh, I got this. And I I really did. I heard everything everybody said. But the appearance was I was not present, and that's not what I want. I want everyone to feel that, you know, if I'm sitting here in the room with you, it's because I want to be here, and and I want you to, and you deserve it, you know, and I want to give that. So, So that's it. Just decide throughout your day as you're planning your day you know be really um mindful and detailed like i have even a little note here and i'm checking off things and my phone's not with me i'm you very nicely called me out and you are correct i was slipping and i want you to show up and be present or don't be there at all it's okay to not be there if you're like i have something i have to do that's totally fine and then you're present for that and then you come back that's the greatest advice ever i wrote it a lot of years ago i read a technical paper about multitasking and it was cited all kinds of resources. I don't know if it was came from somebody's dissertation or what. This is a lot of years ago. The title was, there's no such thing as multitasking, which I uh, agree with. And it's too bad that there's this cliche out there that women are good at multitasking. The fact is, what I really think that came from is women have been, I'm not so sure it's is as true today as it was in the past, in the, in the 1950s, let's call it American 1950s, where women were expected to do 42 things and men were expected to go to work. And so there's no such thing as multitasking. You can't do two things at once, period. You're not better at it or worse at it than male or men or women or any of that stuff. And I absolutely believe that. You're gonna put, if you're doing two things at once, you're spending half of your capacity on each of those things. Do you know what I think is really happening, honestly? Is that uh, I think women are really good at jumping back and forth. 
Well, I think women are really I think good I can, at I can jump into this file. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, and I answer the phone on it. That's what I think. So, I also think women are, are uh, hardwired to, for appearance more than men. So they can make it look good. They can, uh, they can kind of fake it. And they can say, yeah, I am paying attention. No. Faking is a not, whole other conversation. It's not a gender thing. It's not a gender thing. It's yeah. really not. It's, let's just say people. People are, you know, some people are better at presenting themselves and care about their appearance. And some people, it's not as important. And, and uh, there's no such thing as multitasking, period. You're either showing up or you're not. That's fair. Well, you know what? My point is, even if you are good at it, because there's an art, we can talk all day about that. So. I can take this a step further, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I think is really going on, and it taps into the entrepreneurial rat race, do you want to be there? That's, well, that's, well, that's why I just said, plan your day, be mindful about what you're doing and be there or don't. If you're like, you know, and there's, it happens with us. There's some meetings like, like, I know you had a meeting at like nine or nine thirty. You had a meeting before our big group meeting and I used to be a part of it. And I don't know, somehow I'm uninvited and I'm happy to be uninvited. I don't want to be there. No, that was unintentional. Oh, good. Because we were, we were wondering where you were. Oh, I, I'm not even on it for some reason. Do you want me to leave you off of it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to be there. It's your done, team. Done and done. It's like, I think you used to include me in your team meeting, so I'd just be in the loop. No, I don't need to be in the loop. I'm totally fine. <laughs> you guys go do your thing. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You thought I was like putting my middle finger up to you guys? Uh, no, no, oh, okay. oversight or something like that. Oh, no, that's totally fine. No, I'm here. I hear you guys. I'm like, no. So, so, so like I said, be present show. If you want to be there, be there. If you don't, don't. And think about the message that you're sending. Yep. What do you have to share with us today? Something informational? Yeah. Mine's called when to quit. And I mean this at all levels, you know, it's a big, that's a, a universal question that we all kind of ask ourselves. Well, I, I don't like my job. I haven't liked it for 15 years, but I'm in it now. Do I quit now or not? It's such a, you know, and I don't have the answers here. You know, it, it has to do with when to quit anything, when to quit a relationship, when mm -hmm. to quit um, trying to buy and sell land if it's not working for you and on and on and on. You know, when do you actually quit? I always quit things way too late. And so as I get older, I'm trying to constantly improve in, in decision-making and, and uh, performance and all of that for whatever whatever we're working on. And one of my things is to not wait as long to, to uh, and I don't mean quit at like life. I just mean, I've been working with this person to do a deal for how long and it's just not gonna work, you know, should I quit sooner or later? Or do we wait it out? Give everybody the benefit of, doubt, of the doubt? This is kind of a philosophical. This is interesting. Philosophical question that, and it came up because I'm not good at it. I quit too late. Uh, do you quit too late? Um, 17 years in American Airlines. Did I not say that enough? <laughs> I mean, quit your job. 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, no, I'll, you know, it's funny that you're right. We Here's what's here's what's funny about this. I wonder if, if you listening are the same. We both wait we quit too late we give stuff like you know i like to think i gave it every possible chance to work i fire too late i gave them every possible chance to redeem themselves but what we don't do is we don't sit around saying let's start this company we're like ready go yeah. Isn't that funny? We're the opposite yeah. when it comes to that we're slow to stop something but we're very fast to start something this all came up because I have a really good friend who's uh, he's pushing 80. He's in his mid to late 70s. He's been a, a government contractor from a manufacturing, like CNC machinery mm -hmm. man manufacturing standpoint. 80? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, he's mid 70s, let's just say. And he's his business has slowed down substantially for a lot of reasons. And he knows what they are. He, he knows exactly it's, it's largely stuff's got outsourced to overseas and he's got a massive he's an incredible difficult time hiring cnc machine operators and for any that stay there for any amount of time and so he's selling his business and he's you know i know i've known this guy for a lot of years and he's like i wish i would have sold this five years ago which falls into when to quit yeah so how to translate that for uh, to us and to you as a land investor and a company owner he had he he has 
and, and soon will have had a single point of failure. We don't have that. We have this deal over here that's going to work in Tennessee, and it worked or it didn't. We have one in uh, Texas and on and on and on. So we, we are self-diversified. And so the real question is, all right, I've got 16 million bucks in the bank or 8 million in the bank or even two. When you quit, you don't want to quit when there's no money left because you didn't quit at all. That, that forced you to quit. You don't want to be in a situation where decisions are being made for you now, which I think is he, he is kind of in that situation. Yeah. So I don't want to be all depressing here, but the, the moral of the story is you have complete control. Oh, good. Generate tons and tons of money. Save, save and, us here. But have the intelligence or the foresight to say, you know what? I'm going to quit while I'm on top. Like, I, I just remember seeing an interview. This is a great example, and I'll leave it at this, with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Because he, he said, you know, people come to me all the time and say, where's the second series? Um, where's the, you know, Seinfeld reunion? Where's the, the, you know, it was so successful. Everybody loved it so much. And his answer is, remember the Lucy show? I love Lucy. And one of this black and white with Ricky and it's funny. And then everybody's just, it's gut-wrenching laugh and it was all live. Do you remember the show after that? Lucy does something? Hmm? Not really. Do you remember the, couple. Do you remember the show after that where she's single and it's all in color? And no, I don't. I never saw those shows, by the way. I only saw the first one because she didn't know when to quit. She smashed it with that first show. It's interesting. Why doesn't you just pick a number? Can't you just pick a number and say, when I hit this goal, like for us? You know when to quit then. I do know when to quit, except and the number changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother show. Hey, don't forget, you can reach us for questions or for help just by uh, sending a note to our team at support at landacademy.com. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. This is where we buy land cheap and sell it for more on the internet. We're Jack oh, and I'm Jill. sorry, there was a little sentence. I missed that. I was waiting for that last <laughs> sentence. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.